Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me, as always, music's original fanboy, Jason Roy. Thank you, Brian. Every other week, we'll bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures into law-breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, people with eccentricity, you've come to the right place. Share with a friend, tell a relative. Right now, we're trying to get Alaska back. We had Alaska for a while. It slipped from our grasp. So if you know somebody there, send them your favorite episode. Be like, hey, I like these guys. Check them out. Feel free to go to iTunes and give a review. And if you want to reach out to us, we're found at all the social medias at Crime and Music. Or you can even leave us a speak pipe. We've got one coming up later in the show. Uh, speak pipe is a voice message. You don't have to leave your name or an email or nothing. Just an anonymous voice message. Go to crimeinmusic.com. Scroll down and leave us a speak pipe. Jason, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frequent listeners will know Jason has uh, come to sit in while Ben succeeds at life. Um, but we're glad to have you, and Ben can go. We're do on the sidelines, enjoying Ben's success. Yeah, right. It's fun to watch your friends like uh, do well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not. It bothers me. But hey, we're here anyway, and we're going to get bothered by some other things. We're going to talk about some crime and some music. Uh, this week, we're going to get into some, geez, I mean, there's assault, battery, there's things about, like, arson, there's things, I mean, unfortunately, we get some sexual assault in there. It's not really what I'm looking for. No. Um, we, but there's some great music. Oh, my oh. gosh. The music is legendary. Like, literally, what history is, is written about music is in here this week, so... Um, I'm pretty excited to tell you about the about the guests this time. I really don't want to tip my hand too much, but uh, I think you're going to like it. All right. Let's get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. All right. What we're going to do now is play not my favorite game, not your favorite game. I'd Stresses say Ben's favorite games, but uh, yeah, you don't like it, but it's Guess the Guest. Okay. This week's Guess the Guest. All right. Um, well, this one's going to be a little different because right. you know what? It's not a person. Gem in the holograms. Ooh, that's excellent. So time synergy. <laughs> uh, no nicknames. This was, um, well, some people call it the original fire festival. It's a festival. It's a festival. All right. Oh, okay. Fire festival. I saw the documentary. Things went south pretty quick on that one. Um, do I give me, can I get a clue? Like, sure. They redubbed it. The day the music died. Oh, this is uh, Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, and was it Richie Valens? Is that? Yeah, no, we talked about this in Waylon Jennings episode. Um, uh, no, actually, again, they redubbed it. Oh, so this is like the second time the music died. The second time it died? Yeah, yeah they consider this the second death of music. All right. Uh, second death. Oh, God. Is it, it sounds like it's more like an era than anything. Uh, it's a festival. Let's see here. Okay, is that Woodstock? Oh. Woodstock 94. No. Very close. The mud people were not involved in this one. Very, very close. It was uh, called a violent disaster that predicted America's future. Oh, my gosh. You got to give me something more to go with. At least with with the Soda Pop Festival, you were giving them Lake Lake Erie and (laughs) all that. You gave them more to go on. I can't. You've already said the name. You just got the year wrong. Woodstock. Oh, not... Not the original Woodstock. Nope. Not the 94. They did a third one, right? Nope. They've done five of them, actually. Five of them. Yeah. So what would be an anniversary of that? So Uh, 94 was like, what, 25 years. So what would be... Oh, can I do math now? Another one. Okay, at 10 seconds, I will help uh, you. Woodstock, 2004. What what would be the 30th anniversary of Woodstock? When was the first Woodstock? 69. Woodstock, 99. Hey! (sighs) I knew it. You did it. It was on the tip of my tongue. Woodstock 99. Is that Ric Flair or is that the politician where he got so revved up? We're going to take this. We're going to take that. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the one that blew his whole entire campaign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's not him. Okay. All right. Yes, no. Yeah, we are at July 22nd through the 25th, 1999, called Woodstock 99. I want to know who's on the roster. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get wait. There. We'll get there. It all started with this guy, John Scherner, the festival co-promoter. Um, he previously lost money promoting Woodstock 94, like you had mentioned. Yeah. And he said, quote, you can have a Woodstock and it can be safe and secure environment. Uh, we're going to try and make a profit on this one. <laughs> so he's really hopeful going into it. So he got after the, I don't think 94 <laughs> was a failure though. 
with the mud people and the but rain. But that was part. But people, well, okay, but people remember it. You talk. I like guess when, they do remember when Green Day was on there. Is that what you're talking about? And they were yeah. throwing mud on yeah. stage. Yeah. 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 I don't well, think it was a failure. All right. No, wait, no, right. no, no, uh, no, no. Well, no. well wait. <laughs> Compared to what we have coming up, 94 was a spectacular success. Okay, I forgot about all the raping and the sexual assault. So, yeah, that was. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, okay, we'll, so we'll I, there too. I, it was a failure. All right. Well, it wasn't planned as a failure. As a matter of fact, it was, again, he, he wanted to make a profit. So it was held in upstate New York, this time in Rome. That's roughly uh, 100 miles from uh, the site of the original event. It's kind of by I want to say Rochester, I think it is. Okay. The second largest, uh, the second large scale musical festival after Woodstock '94 that attempted to emulate the original Woodstock Music Festival of 1969. See, Woodstock '94 to me though seemed I don't I don't. There's only you say Woodstock, people think of the original Woodstock. Most Correct. People don't well, think now I, go go over that in case we got some people who are new. What is I mean, just briefly, what's Woodstock 1969 and so, what was the deal? It was a field outside of uh, it was just it was a, oh, was it a field or was it it was a farm it was on a farm yeah dude. it was on a farm was and a farm. Then, yeah you know, everybody knows you know well, everybody knows um That's Hendrix right. you know his guitar Santana was there it was at the don't take the what acid is that the don't take the brown acid don't take the brown yeah, acid we'll get there um but no I think Woodstock '94 I think Woodstock on its own like it's an iconic moment and not just rock and roll but music in general. Right to me, Woodstock '94 always had more of a Lollapalooza feel to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really did. I guess. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more corporate than the original Woodstock '69 yeah. was uh, on a farm in New York State, and they gathered all of the greatest bands from that era. I mean, all of them were there: Hen- Hendrix and uh, Santana. Gene Santana, The Who. I mean, all sorts of stuff. People, people rocking out all day, and so. Of course, a bunch of people showed up, like 200,000 to 300,000 people showed up. And ever since, concert promoters have been like, I want to recapture that. Yeah, lightning in a bottle. I want that money. Yep. Give me the money. Give me the money. money, money, money. Uh, anyway, so uh, what they try to do is throw another Woodstock all the time. And like, is the, you know, we, like you said, we've done the Erie Canal it, Soda Pop Festival. So you had the Monterey uh, or the Woodstock on the Wabash. And it's kind of like the, did you ever see the movie with uh, Matthew Broderick, the Godzilla? Remember? Yeah, just Hank Godzilla. Azaria. Yep. Yeah, it was you know a lot of the Godzilla fans just call that you know he was Godzilla by name only. <laughs> so to me, Woodstock '94 was kind of Woodstock by name only. Right. And if you look, have you seen? I read an article and they had actual you know you see what was some of the pictures like the girl that had like the the blanket around her and she's got the flowers she's kind of covered with mud. Right. And you have a couple of the couples that are, some of those couples they're still going strong today. Hey, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's all uh, all just bringing people together. Yeah. Well, speaking of bringing people together, cable network MTV covered the concert extensively, and uh, they did the whole entire weekend so that everyone could come together and see what Woodstock 99 was all about. Woodstock 99. Are you talking about the one with the... That's the second one you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, was that... Yeah, that was a failure. Now I look back at that. <laughs> oh, we'll, well get there. Well, spectacularly. When the Chili Peppers played, right? That was... Hold your horses there, buddy. Oh, okay. Festival co-founder Michael Lang has referred to Woodstock 99 as MTV stock, since the original founders had very little, if any, control. MTV apparently was pretty strict on what you could do, what you could say, who was on stage, all really? that stuff. Yeah. They, weren't, they didn't have a financial stake in it, did they? MTV? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, they, were, they floated the bill? Well, not the whole bill, but yeah, they were very much indeed like uh, all the media coverage for okay. sure. So the concert was performed on the east side of Rome at this uh, former Air Force base called Griffiths Air Force Base. It's a former United States Air Force installation on the northeast uh, side. It's about 15 miles northwest of Utica, New York. Missions included fighter interceptors, electronic research, installation. They did support activities, aerial refueling, and they stored a bunch of bombers there. They had a bunch of B-52s that hung out there. It was opened in 1942, and then the bays closed pursuant to BRAC action in 1995, and its airfield is now Griffiths International Airport, owned by Oneida County. So it's got some history. A little bit. Now, in November 1984, the site was added to the national priorities list because hazardous chemicals were found in the soil and the groundwater. And getting too close to my day job, solvents, lead, and polychlorinate, biennials, PBCs, uh, they diluted into landfills and the dry wells. The Air Force closed the B-52 base in 1995. It's converted into a business and technology park, and so they turned it into a concert venue. Okay. They had about 220,000 people in attendance and another 10,000 people work in the festival. So Woodstock 99 temporarily made the festival site the third most populated city in the state of New York. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. 
Prior to the concert, promoters of the event were determined to avoid gate crashing that occurred at, that occurred at other festivals prior to this one. You know, people busting through fences and stuff like that. Did you ever read the it was concert hacks or something like way to smuggle booze into a show? <laughs> sure. I I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but there was a there was a concert out in England. Kid knew where the concert was going to be before they even set up. Went out there like two weeks before, buried a couple fists in the um, <laughs> yeah in the sure. area. So they set everything up, and he bought his ticket, went right for his little, little area, dug up the fists, and drank for free. Like a pirate. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna stash my booty for later. I'm a genius. That's, that's brilliant. Well, uh, these guys thought they were brilliant because they characterized this particular airfield as defensible. Like, we can defend it against concert goers, which is not really the attitude you want to have against concert goers. You don't want to be like, hey, let's get all these people in there and defend against them. Like, are other concerts attacking? Like, the warp Tour is coming <laughs> in? Warped. Like, oh, no, it's Oingo Boingo. Uh, described, uh, they had a security fence, described 12 feet plywood and steel fence intended to keep out those without tickets. Now, along with the fence, they had about 500 New York State police troopers. They were hired. Um, there's cops around. But, I mean, still, 500 versus 220,000. They weren't the Hells Angels, so that's good. <laughs> that's right. Hey, callback. Um, in addition to the two main stages, the secondary venues were available. Uh, these included several alternate stages and the nighttime rave tent. It dates it right there. They had a film festival sponsored by the Independent Film Channel. They had like X Games ramps and BMX bikes and skateboard ramps and stuff like that all Code over the Red grounds. Mountain Dew. Exactly. Like light your hair on fire. Let's do it. Woo! Do it for the Dew. Look at me, I'm young. Yeah. I, and they some of these things like the Independent Film Channel spot. They had that film festival in an old airplane hangar. So it what, sounds what? like a pretty cool setup, honestly. Yeah, it does actually. They get their bases covered, but at some point were they counting like. Uh, they're gonna take a break from listening to music they're gonna catch you know catch the movies like is it I, yeah man like yeah. you don't want to listen to george clinton and the p-funk you're gonna go catch an independent film about uh soap in the you know irish isles it's like really grainy when you watch it. it's got like a sempia like, <laughs> look to it. it's black and white yeah. and like oh but then they hand out free samples of irish spring yeah. so it's cool uh woodstock 99 was conceived and executed as a commercial venue with dozens of corporate sponsors including the presence of vendor malls. So they literally had malls set up out on out, out there on the tarmac nice. and modern accoutrements such as ATMs and email stations. You wow. got to check emails while you're out on the, on the concert tour. They went corporate. They, Oh dude, we'll get there. ATM, <laughs> a mall tickets were priced uh, for the event at $150. That's about 235 bucks today. How so, much is Coachella? Uh, I don't think it's that much. Is, is it? it? I don't know. My brother goes every, well, whenever they have it, but, sure yeah it's, i think i think it's a little bit more wow but he has a good point though he's like all right yeah it's a little bit more pricey but basically he's like i'm knocking out all my concerts in a like a weekend hmm. so that's true that's yeah. a good plan well you had to pay 230 235 plus a service charge at the time that's considered pretty high cost for for a festival like this they're like Ticketmaster. yeah that pearl oh, jam yeah. surcharge dude thousands of people flooded the festival site with fake passes in order to avoid paying the festival service charge uh, so they tried that. Um, security guards said they were confiscating passes at the rate of 50 fake passes an hour just Damn. at one gate. Wow. Hey, man, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. You know? Did you ever do the thing when you were trying to get into like bars when you were younger and they put like the X on there? And oh, yeah. Your butt, you lick it. Yep. You, oh, yeah. Press it on yeah. the back of your hand, hand yeah. to hand. Try to get that transfer. Yeah. Jeez. I'll pay the five bucks. Just <laughs> spit off my hand. Well, I explained to this to somebody the other day. We never had a problem getting alcohol as minors. I mean, we just knew people who, like, dude looked exactly like his older brother yeah. at 18 as he did at 16, at 21. Uh, like, just hand down a driver's license. It was, it was the same it, guy. It was a family of clones. <laughs> Seriously. Like, uh, what are th those are, there's, there's a word for that. It's like... Uh, Inbred? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. The, no. Something like chronological twins or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so there were not a lot of chronological twins at Woodstock 99. In fact, the festival didn't even sell out. They, they capped ticket sales at 250,000 tickets. So, wow. well, uh, well, hold on to that number because it comes back around as not being accurate. Foreshadowing. Many of the high, uh, high profile acts such as Limp Biscuit, Corn, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Creed were popular, um, and rising artists of that time. So they had the best of the best coming into their festival. They had enough space. They had the vendors. I mean, it's shaping up to be a pretty yeah. good show. On paper. You got yeah. Creed. Yeah. Oh, dude. How could you not like Creed? My mouth's not open. My mouth's not open. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, while no groups perf- uh, that performed at the original Woodstock Festival were on stage at Woodstock 99, there were individuals who did. So you had John Ettenwistle of The Who. He performed a solo set. Mickey Hart, drummer for The Grateful Dead. He played with his band Planet Drum. Jeff Beck was scheduled to perform, but he had to cancel due to a scheduling conflict. Funny story here. Jeff Beck was also the dude scheduled to perform at the original Woodstock, but his band, the Jeff Beck group, broke up the week before. Really? <laughs> so two Woodstocks, man. He's like, oh! He's like, oh, no, wait! Here's my chance 30 years later! Ah! What are the chances? Like, you guys are assholes. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Ray was also slated to appear at Woodstock 99, but had to cancel due to lead singer Mark McGrath. He had an illness. Somebody took something off his four-post best. Four-post best, gel. whatever it was. Damn, I blew that joke. Uh, Al Green was also slated to appear, but he backed out because John F. Kennedy Jr. died in a plane crash. And so I guess I guess that is more important. I would have pulled out, like, who's playing? Creed? <laughs> I'm out. I'm good, thank you. Robbie Krieger, the Doors guitarist, uh, he was a surprise addition to the Creed set, but um, he's invited up there to play Roadhouse Blues. Go to a roadhouse, go to have a Rio. Good time. Uh, he's supposed to play with Creed, and, and he did. We'll talk about that later. Oh, I can't wait. Um, okay, here's what you wanted. All right. I'm going to take a sip of my beer, and I'm going to read you the lineup in order of appearance. Okay. Strap in, everybody. <clears throat> Some acts that showed up were third base. Third base, Pop Goes the Weasel. And the gas face. Yep, gas G-Love, face love <laughs> G-Love and Special Sauce. The String Cheese Incident. We're getting into some hippie, new grass type of stuff here. Yeah. George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. Chuck Berry. Nice. Smell my fart, baby. The Roots. Talk, talking to the mic. ICP. Oh, we, yeah. We just talked about them. Exactly. Mo. From Mo. Yeah, Mo Sislak. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't know. You know Mo. You've heard of Mo. Mo's got some good songs. Uh, Oleander. I do know that name. I know you do. That's why yeah. I put it in there. James Brown. All right. Um, let's see here. Jamiroquai. I just watched literally 48 hours ago. I was listening to Jamiroquai. Boom, boom, the virtual boom, uh, insanity. Virtual insanity. Yep. Yeah. Video uh, of the year. That's that was a great video. Oh, right? a great video. Amazing. Classic. Live. Oh yeah. Uh, that what, throwing copper. Right. That yes. was their big album. That was a good cool. album. Cheryl Crow. Oh yeah. DMX. Yep. A band I hate. The Offspring. Okay. Do you know about? Oh God! You're not gonna make me like the Offspring. I'm I guarantee not... you. I hate that band. Okay, well, what's what's the lead singer? Is it Dexter? I forget his last name. Dexter Holland? Man- Dexter, Dexter Manley? Nah, it's, yeah. No, I, I think whatever. Right. I think it's Dexter Holland. Yeah, Dexter Holland. He actually has his PhD in like molecular something. Well, and, that makes sense. Why he's not a good musician? Well, <laughs> I don't see how. <laughs> but but no, he's like he's really into like aids research he's, he's well now i can't make fun of him yeah see hate him even more la, la, uh you have corn you got uh, bush hey they're they're a guilty pleasure of mine you got bayou phillips Be- oh bayou. uh moby guster listen to moby about three weeks ago there you go bruce hornsby and the range uh no just bruce hornsby okay when you go to a bruce hornsby concert you think they're booing him but they're not they're saying bruce they're going bruce i'm like are they booing this guy this is amazing <laughs> they're like no it's saying bruce oh okay everclear <gasps> love everclear ice cube los lobos uh the, okay the <laughs> the chemical brothers well you got some on los lobos no they're they're remade richie valens right the yeah. Lababa, that was their big yeah. one but they're no far stuff it's true um, let's see. The Tragically Hip, Kid Rock, Wyclef Jean, and the Refugee All-Stars, Counting Crows, Dave Matthews Band, Alanis Morissette, Limp Bizkit, oh. Rage Against the Machine, Metallica, Fatboy Slim, Rusted Root, Collective Soul. Nope, not, a, not an actual burp. Uh, Godsmack, Megadeth, Brian Setzer Orchestra. Remember when we saw them? Oh, yeah. That was dope because we saw them, and all of a sudden, these two kids in the front row pop up on stage in front of Brian Setzer and start swing dancing. And he just backs up. He's like, oh, yeah, go. You know, and he, like, let him go, dude. They were, he's whipping that chick around over his head, spinning her around. When I bought my house, they cleaned it up pretty good. But I found, <laughs> no, I found a uh, I Love Stray Cats bumper sticker. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I kept it. It's the ladies. That's feeling See, Casanova. most people think Rock This Town. I like Stray Cat Strut better than Rock This Town. We're going to rock this town. Yeah. No, no, I, one, like, I got to go school. No more. No more. 
That's hilarious. Sexy uh, and seventeen. Sexy and se- no, we can't sing that. No, 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 no. no. I'm not gonna sing it. No, she's only seventeen. There was, there's a pedophile. Yeah, there's a thing, dude. That's a real thing. Yeah, she's only seventeen. Uh, she's sixteen. She's beautiful, oh, and she's mine. Yeah, that one. sweet says sweet yeah. sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thing, man. I don't like it. It's creepy, no. and and I'm glad it's being exposed and hopefully resolved by people just knowing about it. So uh, we also have Elvis Costello, Jewel, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and who? Willie Nelson. <gasps> Willie. Yeah. If anybody can save this flaming pile of shit, it's Willie Nelson. Willie, we need you more than ever. <laughs> all right. Cheryl Crow's getting out of control. All right, all right. I'm Willie Nelson. Uh, music from Woodstock 1999 was released on a two-disc compact disc set, Woodstock 1999. The album features 32 performing artists and was released on Epic Records in October 1999. You know, it's funny now that you're you're talking about it, and I haven't thought about this in years. Like, <laughs> the <laughs> stories. Yeah, I remember, man. I remember watching MTV and, like, uh, John Norris and Serena Altul. Like, they were there, and Ooh, they, they were covering it. Job. Yeah, and I, I, I remember it. I'm not going to give you spoilers, but it started out so positive. Oh, you chime in when you hear something you remember. <laughs> no, I, if I miss it, you let me know. Okay. All right. Well, I've given you the venue. We talked about the airbase they're on. We talked about all the bands that are showing up. Let's take a walk around and see what's going on. Let's see what the festival is like. First thing you'll notice is uh, the oppressive heat. <laughs> that was exactly the number I, that that and then see if we get the next it's a hundred degrees yep. it's that's 38 degrees celsius for you uh metric people thousands of people were heated were treated for heat stroke and exhaustion so and it's an air force base right yeah and so they fly planes in and out of air force bases air force bases on runways so they cut down all the trees to pave the runway Cot concrete <laughs> exactly There's nothing like the steam and asphalt beneath your feet the east and west stages were 2.3 miles apart, which is about 3.7 kilometers. So you had to walk across the hot concrete oh God. for like two and a half miles or about four kilometers, 4K worth of freaking sweating just to go see another band. Just a bunch of barefooted hippies walking on sizzling concrete. Now, many people were quoted as saying, I've been here for two days and I've never seen the other side. <laughs> And other people were talking about, yeah, if you're on the east stage, you literally, it's so far away, you can't hear the west stage. So it's kind of cool for that, but it's a good, you know, half hour walk. I spent 235 bucks for this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, did you, um, on YouTube, there's a, uh, I don't think it's necessarily white noise, but there's this channel and it's, uh, they'll play songs. But it's what it would sound like if you're standing outside the bar. <laughs> and it's this real muffled. That's it, awesome. Yeah, dude. It, it's and it's got a huge following. And How it's, would you not? That's the greatest yeah. background noise yeah, ever. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, like that, like kind of like the high bass, but yeah. the muffled vocals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Wow. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. Let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, so you've got your heat exhaustion, your dehydration. You've, you, you've got some of these stages, though, like the Emerging Artist stage and the Rave Tent. Well, Rave Tent, the Rave stage. Uh, they were in deactivated airplane hangars, so you had some shade, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've got these huge crowds gathered outside the Emerging Artist stage, and you had to put up with, like, Push Monkey and Sticky Pistol and Bayou Phillips just to get out of the sun. <laughs> so it made those people seem like they were really popular, even though they really were They just wanted some, re- yeah, some reprieve. Like, what's that chick screaming about? Like, ah, oh, whatever, man. It's not in the sun. But the ones that had, like, the Dr. Seuss hats on. Oh, dude. They were like, yeah, yeah they, right? they're here for the rapes. <laughs> they're not here to cool down. Boo! Do-do-do-do-boo! <laughs> like, dude, it's the those, middle of the day. With those sticks. That, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, like your devil sticks you're flicking around. Yeah. Like, read a book. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's walking around. So, when, once you get once you get inside the actual festival ground, sort of like itself, you get into the mix of it, right? They had on-site vendors we talked about. But aren't those like I don't know? Maybe I, I'm not that familiar with like hangers. But I always think of like the tin ones that are like yeah, that's what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, the big half-rounded. Yeah. It looks like yeah, an airplane hangar. If you, if you no don't AC. know what an airplane hangar looks like, it's a big metal room, uh, like a half-bent circle. It, yeah, in like the a tombstone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And like there's people, there's you know covering, and you go under there like a livestock sort of oh, shed. <laughs> Cramming dirty, stinky hippies in there. Do it. <laughs> Jeez. So once you're inside, you get to buy from these vendors and these malls that are set up on the tarmac. And the burritos are about ten bucks. That's about fifteen bucks nowadays. Hot dogs and sandwiches are probably about ten bucks. Uh, ten inch pizza, tiny ten inch pizza, fifteen dollars nowadays. 
You want a 20-ounce bottle of water or a soda? Four bucks. That's like cool America Park prices. Bag of ice? Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks? Fifteen bucks bag of ice. How much is water? Uh, water is, uh, nowadays, about $6.25 for a 20-ounce bottle of water, like so, I handed you in the studio today. So buy a bag of ice, let it melt. Sell it. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to pay for that plastic. Well, I mean, I, I haven't really thought it. I'm just an ideas man, Brian. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, right? Easy. <laughs> is it do. perfect? No, but I think that's what I like about it. It's an idea. Yeah. You can run with that. Uh, haven't you heard of people running with ideas? That's me. They start where I am at. Uh, if they wanted to run with an idea, right? Like, I don't know. Let's not pay these high prices and go to a regular store. Or just turn on MTV. Well, you could. You could watch it all. But yeah. you could go into town. There were buses running in, in, into town. So Send help! If you walk two and a half miles, you could get on one of the loop buses. They're called loop buses. And then the buses went to Rome. Not well, Italy, but Rome, New York. So it's a small, small, small town. These poor people that by, live there. By Utica, New York. They had a modest shopping area. There were super long lines for everything. Like, low stock. They would say, we're out of bread today. Like... 99 people in line for the bread. One person in line gets bread. That's all the bread we have for today. They must have cleaned that town out. So they did. People stood there to access free water at water fountains, right? They, they would stand in lines that were like quarter mile long for water fountains because it was free. But people got frustrated waiting in line for the water fountain, so they broke open the pipes to the water so the people in the middle got the water. And then that created mar- large muddy pits. And stuff like that. So, so there's probably the one, with my luck. We're not quite to the mud people, but it's kind of coming back to it. With my luck, I'd be behind the guy that puts his mouth around the whole water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, what? dude? God. Like, di- like social distancing wasn't a thing then, but like back off the fountain. Jesus. Yeah. So now you've got these giant mud pits and, uh, well, you got these toilets, right? You got your toilet uh, facilities up there. There's not enough toilets for 220,000 people. So within a short time, some of the facilities became, and the the toilets and the showers were unusable and overflowing. Now, the only problem that could make this worse is that the toilets were located uphill from the campgrounds. Shit rolls downhill, dude. Yeah, no foreshadowing there, buddy. (laughs) Why would you, honestly, though, if I'm under those circumstances, I'm probably going to get in that mud. It cools you down. Ah, oh, that's so gross. But you're and not. My you're not wrong. Be great <laughs> Some people did get in the mud. Um, there wasn't enough room, luckily, on small grassy areas for many campers. So a lot of people set their tents up right on the asphalt. Oh my god! <laughs> How they nail those stakes in there? Uh, you just let it. You just pop it on there. Pop okay. it up. Okay. Pop your tent up. It's a pop-up tent. Um, you had it. to camp too because virtually every hotel around upstate New York was booked months in advance. But not by people going to Woodstock 99. Rooms were filled by people going to the Baseball Hall of Fame ceremony held in nearby Cooperstown. Oh, my God. It's the same weekend. It's a recipe for disaster. So according to one uh, account, a motel in Rome had to turn away Alanis Morissette, Howard Stern, and George Clinton. The P-Funk All-Stars were camping because there were no rooms. So. (laughs) Sorry, Michelle. And that goes to you, Karen. You know who you are. Yeah. So. (laughs) <laughs> it seems to me like that's just poor planning. If you're if you're organizing this event, at least make sure that your headliners have a place to crash. You would think. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, now we've talked about walking around the grounds. And we got our shit tent set up, and we can't have water. And we've been to town, which is empty, and there's no more bread. So let's check out a show. You want to go see some music? What'd they do? <laughs> let's go see some music. And well, basically, uh, when you're at the East or West stage, whenever a woman walked on stage, whether to MC or perform, the crowd would immediately start chanting. I'm pointing at Jason. I, I can't even be show your tits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, what? Hey, what? There's a lady up there. I got to see your tits. So Rosie Perez comes out. She's going to introduce DMX, right? What? Oh. And uh, the crowd shouts, show your tits. So and- you have this. There's a storm of brewing. I mean, really, you have like this, you have this crowd that's say. I don't want to get ahead of the story, but yeah, well, you're, okay, you're seeing just, it. Okay, I'm. You're seeing it. You have crowds that are subjugating women. You, know what I mean, they're like yes. drunk and high and just oh, tip your mic up. No, oh, sorry. The and then thing. you got corn, corn, limp biscuit. There you go. Yeah. So I'm just. Oh, the lineup is interesting, right? G Love and Special Sauce leads into like uh, DMX. <laughs> These are not yeah. the same crowd. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, Rosie's out there. They're like, show your tits, show your tits. And Rosie goes, 
$3.99 Blockbuster. Rent, do the right thing. Because she shows her tits in that. I've never seen that. Well, now you know why you should. So uh, Dave Matthews confirms the amount of boobage when he takes the stage. He says, quote, today there's an abundance of titties. He said that to 400,000 people and their titties. (laughs) There's a lot of titties. (laughs) There is a lot of titties. (laughs) So the Woodstock site would post photos of the females uh, who attended the concert without their permission on Woodstock.com with captions like, nice pair and show your tits. Shut it down right now. <laughs> so right, so yeah, that didn't do real well. Um, eventually, they've got some people who who come after them, but we'll get there. But right now, we're gonna remind take a break. Me of, remind me when it's all said and done about Ad Rock in Woodstock from the Beast. Ad Rock and Woodstock, and on that note, we're gonna take a break with a song from my high school band, which was around in 1999. 21 Days. We've been on Woodstock. And we're back. What uh, what'd you do with your break? Um, I just had to use the restroom, but on my way, I had to step over. Well, it looked like a canine Jonestown. You have like two dogs. <laughs> just They're just napping there, and I didn't want to yeah. wake them up, so no. I'm like creeping by them. Definitely leave sleeping dogs lie. Those, yeah. ones, will, those ones will lick you to death. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, I did not. I, I just drank more of my beer and just kind of sat here. So there you go. There you go. All right, uh, let's get back to the music. We were talking about watching some music, right? And yeah. so we've, we've seen some, some boobs on stage. And uh, now let's uh, check out some ICP, the Insane Clown Passe. I did not know they played. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Juggle. We'll get there. We will get to the ICP one day. I prom- I've been promising it since like week two that we started the show. And I promise you, everyone who's listening, there will be an Insane Clown Posse. I'm literally kind of waiting for like the live show. We've got a, we've got a live show planned for the future. And so... I was thinking just... ICP would be a great topic. People can come dressed in makeup, bunch of juggalos, juggalettes, whoop, whoop. People just dying of thirst at that concert. <laughs> like, hey, they got Fago over there. <laughs> Once again, rich people in music. Rock and the, rock. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. ICP guys, their yep. dads are all big Fago executives. Yep. So if you don't know, Fago is a very popular soda here, uh, pop, cola, whatever, back in uh, Michigan. Yes, tasty. So Insane Clown Posse is performing on the East Stage on Friday night before George Clinton and P-Funk All-Stars. And uh, they're the first act to actually start inciting the crowd. They start throwing $100 bills into the audience, and they start watching people start fighting and punching (laughs) for the $100 bill, right? I mean, like, a small pizza is like 15 bucks. I was going to say, that's like, yeah, that's about four pizzas right there. Yeah, the old airplane hangar housed the first three Woodstock raves also. Moby was the featured act in in the raves. Nobody listens to Moby. And during Fatboy Slim's set, um, people were in the festival rave area. MTV reported, quote, the set was stopped momentarily after someone accidentally started to drive a truck into the area. <laughs> after after a 10-minute delay, Slim playfully threw on 45-second snippet of Carl Douglas's 1974 disco hit, Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting, before he returned to his own dance music. That just <laughs> You're out uh, raving around, uh, and I, there's a truck driving through. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to start, like, thirst. It's hotter than hell. <laughs> Shit's everywhere. What I really want is a truck. And then a by. truck. Like... What, what was it? Then a pterodactyl came down. Uh, when Canadian alt-rockers Tragically Hip started to sing Oh Canada, they got booed off stage. I didn't know that. Well, no, of course not. Wyclef Jean tried to be Jimi Hendrix that weekend. I remember that. He went around even like noodling the guitar behind his head, and then he tried letting the guitar on fire. Didn't really do too much. Um, he failed miserably. He made up a song on the spot too, uh, like a they used the beat kind of the tune from Jailhouse Rock, like an improv about Woodstock '99. Yeah. And we're all sweating here on Woodstock '99. I'm so thirsty. In the asphalt. Watch I, out, a truck. I got nothing. <laughs> Creed brings out Doors original guitarist Robbie Krieger. We talked about that. They were doing their rendition of Roadhouse Blues. We're going to the Roadhouse. We're gonna have a Rio. Good time. Did he have his leather pants on and his white oh, yeah, shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. His, oh, dude. Like, and, like, his bunch, arms extended. Bunch of turquoise jewelry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. They're trying to bridge that gap between the 1969 uh, Woodstock and the 1999 Woodstock, right? But Only it, problem was Krieger and the Doors didn't play at the original Woodstock. <laughs> so, swing and a miss. It was not well received. Yeah. Uh, they're all, they probably didn't, you know, 
that most of that crowd didn't know that. No, they did not. Right. They were like, "Woo, from, old guy, woo!" From the original Woodstock, please welcome Cindy Lauper. You know what's super creepy is the? Have you heard the AI Dick Clark? Uh uh-uh. uh There's an AI Dick Clark still does top forty like no on way. Sunday mornings, and right now, 2020 Maybe. zone. Yeah, he what, you know whatever voice. Uh, he was voice of Shaggy, right? Oh uh, yeah, Zoinks sure was. He was the original voice of Shaggy in Scooby Doo. And from Michigan, right? Michigan guy. Uh, he is from Michigan, actually. Yeah. He has a brother whose name, believe it or not, is Manure. Manure Clark. Manure Clark. Yep. Really. And his older, it's an older, his older brother, and his older brother actually hated his younger brother's success and the fact that his name was Manure. Manure. Dick Clark. I do love when he, because one of the radio channels here, like I think it's like Saturday night, you know, um, they replay the old. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The old top forty. Yeah, so uh, like a boss, I'll sit at home on a Saturday <laughs> night and listen to uh, Top Forty from 1987. Nice. I, I, every time though, it gets me. Like when he reads the letters, I'm so invested into it. Oh yeah, yeah. This one is from Suzanne in Tulsa, Tulsa Luca. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Dear Casey, <laughs> dear Casey. No, the, you know, the questions too. Like, don't we asking these things? He's like, our first question comes from a reader, and I don't know. Juno, Alaska. How many hip hop stars have made? Yeah, it's just like, like no, like, like <laughs> how many number one stars? song with you know are from Juno, Alaska? Yeah, like well, you know, there's none. All right, <laughs> no, that's no. the answer. Yeah, no, it creeped me out because I heard the AI be like, in this week's top forty hit, it's Billie Eilish. With, and I'm like, what? You're <laughs> yeah. no, she wasn't even alive when you were alive. There's not. How are you doing this? So yeah, I think you're gonna have Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with a fake Dick Clark, and like he—I think he uploaded his consciousness to the internet. I swear to really? God, really, I swear something's happening. So Saturday night rolls around. Speaking of people who are like you stayed too long at the party, Kid Rock comes up, right? He was there. He was there, and he starts uh, putting out the seeds of aggression during his set. He goes to the stage, and he's—he's he's like, I demand that you pelt me with plastic water bottles. And so there's just like a rain, like like a, like arrows in Lord of the Rings movie of plastic water bottles that just descended on the stage. Oh, God. Can you imagine cleaning that mess up after? <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Ugh. The violent actions really kicked off during a performance by Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I could totally see this happening. Yeah. Fans started tearing up plywood from the stage, pulling down walls and uh, pulling apart the fence. During the song, break <laughs> stuff. Give me something to break. Just one of those days. Just one of those days. Yeah, that was such a whiny song. Eminem and Dr. Dre were in that video. Really? Yeah, I remember like Eminem rolls the window down and like says his like little part and rolls it back up. Dr. Dre's in it. The dude what? from Corn. I do not recall this. Yeah. Well, Corn, yeah. hold on to that. They come up in a little bit here. Violence really escalates the next night as the Red Hot Chili Peppers performed on the East Stage. I know what song, too. And then Megadeth performed on the West Stage, right? Well, here's the thing. Before we get there, let's set up, let's set the scene. Okay. Imagine if you will. In a world. You're walking around a concert with 200 and some people. You're out in a grass field with a giant airstrip landing runway in it, right? And there's some peace promoters out there, right? There's like this group of anti-gun violence people, the Center for... Uh, the Center to Prevent Youth Violence. Ironic. Wow. And uh, what they're doing is they want to have a vigil. So at their booth, they've been handing out candles all day. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. The idea was they're going to oh. have a candlelight vigil during the Chili Peppers song, Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge. On the yeah, that was about, that was about his, what, his heroin addiction. Yeah, but they're going to have a nice, peaceful, oh, little sway moment. Everyone's going to light their candles and stuff like that. But uh, it happened, right? <laughs> during the band set. No, no. Wait, I, what? Well, the candles got lit and uh, the Chili Peppers were playing, but uh, the candles started a bunch of bonfires around there, right? Um, I just, I got to imagine there's somebody like the, like the high school parties that, you know, they weren't supposed to have a party, but they were, but they're like the, it's out like, of control. The, the kid hosting the party, like, you guys, you guys, no, you guys, no, no, I smell poop. I smell poop. Is there poop on your shoe? I smell poop. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Put the candles down. We'll, we'll get there. There's a guy who actually makes an announcement. It's the brown acid guy. He comes back and says something to the crowd. But uh, yeah, so basically, during the Red Hot Chili Peppers performance, all the candles that were supposed to be used during the vigil were actually lit and started a bunch of bonfires around the concert grounds. 
And uh, you remember all those water bottles that Kid Rock had thrown towards the stage? He recycled them. Well, they sort of did. They used them as firewood for the bonfires. So they just started pouring tons of plastic bottles on these fires and toxic smoke spewed out throughout the area. Is this when Chili Peppers were playing? That's correct. Yeah, you know what song it was? Uh, what song is that? It, uh, it, was, it was Fire. They, yes, they, by they Jimi did. Hendrix. Yeah, yep. we're, I think we're there. I think because that's what happened. Um, after they were finished, the Chili Peppers, the main set, the audience uh, was informed about a bit of a problem. Um, apparently, one of the uh, audio towers had caught fire, and the fire department was called in to, to extinguish it. They're not there yet, but they're on their way. So, so backstage. Er, so, everybody be cool. <laughs> everybody be cool. 5 Back on stage, Anthony Kiedis, he remarks how the fires looked from the stage, uh, comparing them to 1979 film Apocalypse Now. And Never saw so, it. Man, me neither. But apparently it's pretty tragic and desolate, like, you know, Apocalypse. So the band proceeds to play Sir Psycho Sexy, followed by their rendition of Jimi Hendrix Fire, which is when everybody lit all of the fires out on the crowds. It's almost like... It was planned to go this way. Like every, it was a perfect storm. Well, now Anthony Kiedis later says that Jimi Hendrix's sister asked them to play "Fire" in honor of Jimi and his performance at the original Woodstock Festival. They were not playing it to encourage the crowd. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. He was very much insisted. We did not do that to encourage them to set fires. Now they follow that up with the roof the <laughs> roof the roof is on fire burning down the house we don't need no water let the motherfucker burn many large high bonfires were burning before the band left the stage people danced around circles and fire is very hedonistic like yes like, i'm getting a very lord of the flies vibe you to know keep the fires burning people tore panels off of the security fence and atms were tipped over and broken into trailers full of merchandise and equipment were forced open and burglarized that's always honestly like that's always scary to me like when you're in a situation and you have oh shit's like, going down get, well when the crowd realizes hey there's more of us <laughs> than, than them. Than them. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not going to be a hero if I'm one of those security guards. No. Nope. No. We'll get there, too. That's coming up. Nope. Uh, abandoned vendors' booths were turned over and set on fire. The, the gang rape occurred during corn set. So two men cornered a 24-year-old woman. Descriptions of her have her about maybe 100 pounds. Um, she's from Pittsburgh, and she's in the mosh pit. She gets yanked into the mosh pit. She's surfing, it's like crowd surfing. Yeah. And then she gets sucked under. And so uh, people didn't know if she fell or got pulled in, but they were assaulting her with uh, fingers, some type of foreign object before they actually raped her. All right, we get the idea. Yeah, yeah. The police said due to the congestion of the crowd, she felt that if she yelled out for help or fought, she feared she was going to be beaten to death. Um, The men were never apprehended. Following Lip Biscuit's set on stage, the MC organizers made an announcement. He said, quote, please, there are people hurt out there. They're your brothers and sisters. They're under the towers. People, please. Help the medical team get them out of there. We can't continue the show until we get these dear people out of there. We have really serious situation here. Well, that was what I was talking about earlier. It was the uh, MTV View of Music Awards and uh, Beastie Boys won for Sabotage. And yeah, Ed Rock, like, that was, uh, he went right, like, he addressed that immediately. He's like, this Woodstock, you know, it was like, it was a, it, it was a, it was a shit show, like the sexual assault that happened and there's no accountability. And like, oh, yeah? yeah. Yeah. I was like, good for you, dude. He's like, uh, Who's that guy who just just hosted the Oscars? Who was uh, talking shit about all the pedophiles? Oh, like, yo, Ricky yo, Gervais. I, you know, like I he don't watch that show. Up, I watch dude. those. It was sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I, I I like watching people get knocked down a peg. Well, especially those people. Like that's their whole goal in life. Is like, look at me, look at me. It's yeah. like, oh yeah. Well, here's who you work for. Exactly. A-hole. You're like, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Little little perspective there, people. Well, unfortunately, uh, Fred Durst has his perspective, and uh, he told the crowd, he said, quote, people are getting hurt. Don't let anybody get hurt, but I don't think you should mellow out. That's what Alanis Morissette had you motherfuckers do. If some somebody falls, pick them up. We already let the negative energy out. We want to let the positive energy out. Then he launched into Nookie. <laughs> Did it all for the Nookie. Uh, where are the cops during this whole thing? Right? That's what I'm saying. You were talking about that. I'm not. I'm not going to be a hero, dude. You just said you're not going to be a hero, right? I know. Like, you know, I'm just one man. Well, with you 500 know? New York State troopers plus local PD, the authorities were also supposed to have a little help from uh, this courtesy volunteer security <laughs> that they got from New York City. Bunch of rent cops Bunch of guys, uh, kung fu experts and karate experts. Mall security guards. Uh, but many of those volunteers walked off the job and wandered off into the audience. <laughs> yeah. They're like, enough of this. It's... I'm a free ticket. I'm here. Yep. 
Yep. So after a while, a large force of New York State police troopers and local police from various other law enforcement agencies, they arrived for backup. Uh, most had their crowd control gear on, so they're all duded up in riot gear. But not so, only that, when you have bands like Rage Against the Machine and you know a lot of those other bands, they're anti authority you oh know I mean? rage like, burnt an american flag yeah. on the stage yeah they to have, which the crowd responded with the star-spangled banner so I mean, yeah, and they have like i mean they have che guevara like on their speakers yeah i mean they shut down the wall street when the video for the sleep now in the fire oh yeah, yeah. but uh yes yeah, so, i mean it's just they're not gonna listen to them it's just they got that no. adrenaline going that you know fuck authority <laughs> like, really it's a movement yeah so they had their movement, but the, the riot cops showed up, and they formed a line that pushed the crowd to the northeast. Uh, well, sorry, northwest. That's away from the stage. Um, few of the crowd offered strong resistance. Uh, the people who did offer resistance were mostly men, mostly naked, and uh, they formed a line of naked men to confront the state troopers and their riot gear. Uh, a few of them flipped over metal garbage cans and started like a hippie drum circle, like they're like like ready for war, like dum 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 dum, like drum come on circle. cops, like just swaying back and forth, their junk swinging in the wind. There's drum like, circle over here. Come, come at me, bro. Drum circle over here. Drum circle over there. <laughs> we got them flanked with our drum circles. <laughs> they started throwing glow sticks at the cops, right? So like it looked like a scene out of Star Wars, like all these glowy lights just <laughs> flinging back and forth, right? Uh, the cops did not throw glow sticks; they threw out tear gas canisters. You about that guy, that kid? I mean, it's kind of connected. It, there was a rave there, but yeah, I don't know if it was one kid or a couple kids, but they would uh, crack open the glow sticks and they would inject it into their veins so that their veins would glow. Oh my god! Yeah, they, that didn't happen. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Wow. Yeah. No, the most recent glow stick thing I saw was this, this YouTube kid. Like he decides he wants to supercharge a glow stick, and so he's like, "If light is good for a glow stick, then imagine what a microwave will do for it." Oh. So he puts in the microwave. And then he pulls it out and it bursts in his face. He's like, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, you just see this glowy spat, like just uh, all around, like flailing. And his mom comes, what's going on? He's like, I put it in the microwave. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, she sees a screaming, glowing yeah, thing coming at her. glowing blob coming at her. Ah! So riot cops are pushing the crowd. The crowd disperses quickly back towards the shit-filled campgrounds at the main entrance. MTV's Kurt Loader described the festival's final day as, quote, dangerous to be around and scary. There were just waves of hatred bouncing off around the place, and it was clear we had to get out of there. So you got a little helicopter and went up? Well, Fred Durst disagrees. <laughs> he has a quote about it. He says, quote, I didn't see anybody getting hurt. You don't see that when you're looking out on a sea of people and a stage is 20 feet in the air. You're performing and you're feeling the music. How do they expect us to see anything bad going on? Jeez, dude. Just a rape in the mosh pit, huh, Durst? You know, right when you think you can't like Fred Durst even Less. more, he go ahead, he opens his mouth, and it's, <laughs> I just can't like the guy. Come on, guys. Well, 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 yeah, you told me about that, how he would kind of, like, poach the uh -huh. other artists, kind of like their hooks, and they're like, yeah, I like man. that, I like that, I like that. He's a complete, total parasite, dude. He goes around sucking up other cool, talented people, and the next thing you know, he's got a number one hit. Yeah. So... Well, this is not a number one hit, but during the uh, Metallica performance, David DeRosia, he collapsed in the mosh pit. So concert medical staff initially tried to treat his symptoms, the, the seizure, and so the doctor suspected he had a drug overdose. Was this 90s alt-rock Metallica when they cut their hair and they got their nipples pierced? I think it was. Was it? Yeah. In the video, it was like a slow motion. There's snakes everywhere. Exactly. James Hetfield's got like the butch shortcut and like the, the American Chopper's motorcycle yeah. handlebar mustache. Rawr. Yeah. So they're playing. This dude, David, collapses, starts having seizures. They're like, is he having a drug overdose? And so he's transported to the local actual Air Force Base Medical Center, uh, and then he gets airlifted from there to the University of Syracuse Hospital. So they're, trying to, they're trying to save this dude. Um, an hour after he collapsed, Derossi's body temperature goes up to 107. That's Whoa. 42 degrees C for you metrics. Um, the following afternoon, he's in a coma, and the doctor diagnosed him with hypothermia, probably like secondary heat stroke. So, but isn't when you like, like the rave? Not to keep circling back to the rave, but I mean, '90s, so of course, like ease, like that's the one you're on, right? That, that yeah. and that dehydrates you. Oh yeah, and yeah. You don't man. have access to hydrate yourself, so it's not there. So after being in coma for another day, uh, David dies uh, 12:09 p.m. Monday, July 26th. Damn. So the autopsy report ruled the death as accidental and listed the cause of death to be hypothermia along with an enlarged heart and obesity. 
So Oh, he's a bigger dude? He had some pre existing conditions, okay. I guess, as they would say now. Yeah. There. But dude died at Woodstock ninety nine, man. Well, that's see, I didn't know anybody died. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Uh, members of the National Organization for Women now, um, they protest outside the New York offices of one of the concert promoters because there's several lawsuits by concert goers against the promoters for dehydration and distress. This guy does not have the best track record not, when it comes not, to planning events. Not to mention rapes. Yeah. New York Times solicited festival performers Rage Against the Machine, and they said, hey, guys, uh, what do you think about the controversy? And Tom Morello, he's a guitarist, um, he wrote in, uh, he said, hey, man, Leave the kids alone. I've had enough of the frenzied demonization of young people surrounding Woodstock 99. Yes, Woodstock was filled with predators and degenerate idiots who assaulted those women and greedy promoters who wrung out every cent out of the thirsty concert goers. And last and not least, predatory media that turned a blind eye to the real violence and scapegoated a quarter million music fans at Woodstock 99, the vast majority of whom had a great time, time of their lives. So that's, he kind of... That's surprising know. to me that he would say that. I guess. Uh, following that, San Francisco Examiner, they put a thing and it said, describe the event as the day the music died. Okay, that's them. The San Francisco Examiner put, that's the day the music died. Oh, again. Approximately 12 trailers, a small bus, and a number of booths and portable toilets were damaged by fire and chaos, flipped over and destroyed. 44 arrests, 10,000 people sought medical treatment. Whoa. By the end of the event, uh, three people died. 700 people were treated for heat exhaustion and dehydration. Hundreds of fake passes were confiscated. Multiple cars, tents, booths, and ATMs were destroyed. Women reported sexual assault. There were eight reported rapes. 44 people were arrested. I think I mentioned that part. Yeah. According to uh, Rolling Stone, New York State troopers and local law enforcement were able to defuse the riot, um, but Air Force Base like that looked like an actual literal bomb hit it. I can't even imagine. Um, the state police had conducted 91 investigations relating to crimes committed at the festival. Two of the seven men arrested during the violence at the end of the festival had pled guilty to disorderly conduct. Stephen P. Rob Bell, 20, of Newmarket, Maryland, and Calvin Cardwell, 17, of Olympia, Washington, had been charged in connection with throwing objects at security guards. Each was fined $45 and sentenced to five days in Oneida County Jail. Uh-huh. I'm not making light of the situation and the tragedies and sexual assaults and everything that happened, but how many people were there? Uh, anywhere from 250 to 500,000 throughout the four days. And I'm like, man, I'm one of the two people. <laughs> two out of seven. Out of that many people. Who got like, arrested. I, I got arrested. You'd never do that stuff again, though. No, I would not. You'd be like, I'm the guy. I'm this the guy who's going to get caught. I always get caught. Dumb luck. That's me. Yeah. I mean, you should have been doing it, but. Well, normally we'd give you a quote from the artist, but I have a couple of quotes about Woodstock 99. We got some quotes here from the Washington Times. Quote, peace doesn't get a chance. That's a throwback to the Uh, give peace a chance, 1969 one. Uh, Here's another one. 1969 ignited a generation. 1999 generated an ignition. That was 99? Yes. Honestly, though, I think it is kind of a... I don't want to say fitting, but it, it makes sense. Like that was a an appropriate bookend for the nineties. Uh Rage Against the Latrine. It's another quote here. We got one from Kevin Bug. He's from Cape Cod. It says, like a hockey match in a phone booth. What? Uh, that's what he compared it to. Um, here's one quote. You hear people saying things like, When we get to sleep at night in the tent, uh, I just heard people screaming. And they weren't screams of pleasure, they were screams of terror. And I have to say, uh, I believe a lot of what I'm hearing. So, and then promoter John Shear said at a news conference the week after that I'm bummed big time. Like, I don't know if we'll ever know why these kids did this. I really don't think there was a kid out there that wanted to be uh, part of the mass destruction. I, I wouldn't condemn this crowd. I don't think it was an anti-Woodstock statement. I, I think it was an anti-establishment statement. I think you get that mob mentality and you get the power of the crowd and you get people that are put in a situation that, you know, they... That's they buy into it. I mean, they, they, they do. I mean, it's yeah. This is what we do now. This is what the crowd's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah they, it's, it's, they, it's like again, like Lord mob of, mentality. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Flies. You know. Well, all right. My final quote. We're gonna get from Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea says, "I just didn't like when guys would grab girls who had their tops off. Uh, guys think and look and fantasize about girls' titties all day, and finally the girls are nice enough to free them to let them flow and." Guys abuse the beauty of it all by groping without invitation. Some nerve. 
Woodstock 99, man, everybody. I, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> What'd yeah. you think of Woodstock 99? It was a, oh, quite a trip down memory lane. I remember watching that, though, that, like the weekend they had the whole MTV devoted like they, they, oh, on, yeah. we, on weekends they used to do like straight up Saturday where they played nothing but Paul Abdul videos and they always had like a theme. <laughs> but I remember that weekend that yeah it was I mean it was live and it was it took a hard left especially when the Chili Peppers played. Yeah man. Fire. And I I do remember the most was the heat and the cost of water. You're 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 out there you're listening to yeah. your concert next thing you know it's a hundred degrees out. <laughs> yeah. Water costs six fifty. You're like what the. I but the big ones I remember. Obviously, Chili Peppers. I remember the Green Day mud fight. I remember um, that was '94. Oh yeah, no, it's. I, I just. Well, I'm glad I didn't go to that concert. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, get my two thirty-seven. And, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's well, horrible though, man. Geez. Well, all right. Uh, that's 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 Woodstock '99. So because I said the title of the thing again, it's time for some feedback. You guys never get your headphones off fast enough. Though. I know. All right, this time we got some feedback from Karen. Ready to hear what Karen says? She's one of the good ones. Okay. I mean, Karen gets a bad rap nowadays as far as that name goes. So, uh, but I thought that too. She sounds like a nice lady. It's it, let's not judge a Karen before we know them. No. Let's not judge a, a Karen without knowing the content of their character. There was was it a Pizza Hut? I think it was down in Australia. They were doing a promo where if you were named Karen and you could you would write like a couple paragraphs to demonstrate that you were actually like a cool Karen, you get free pizza. <laughs> Cool Karen collects pizza. Yeah. Couldn't think of a C word for pizza. Anyway. Calzone. Uh, oh, Cool Karen collects Calzone. Here we go. Hey, guys. This is Karen. I have a special request. I've listened to almost all of your episodes, and I have to admit, I kind of miss the belching. I have a little <laughs> sister who can belch like a truck driver, and um, she doesn't live close to me anymore. So, and I can't do it. I can't belch on command. Could I please get a belch? Thanks so much. Bye. All right, buddy, you're up. I don't know if I can do it now. Hey! What you should do is... That was uh, the pressure. You ever seen, like, uh, the, the Jingle Bells with the, the the keyboard, like the Casio keyboard, and it's playing Jingle Bells, <laughs> but with, like, the dogs barking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arf, do, arf, your, arf. do your theme, but with belches for Karen. All belching theme for Karen. Okay, yeah. we might be able to do that for you. Well, because we <laughs> talked about belching and stuff, um, man, that brings us to the end of another show. So, uh, boy, if you'd like to be like Karen and, and have yourself on here and, and leave us a speak pipe, go to crimeandmusic.com, scroll down, leave a speak pipe. You just, there's no email. It's all anonymous. You can say whatever you want. It's a Snapchat, a voicemail. That's a way to sum it up. Yeah. If that's not too high tech for you, you can find us on all the social medias at Crime and Music. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Boy, I, I think we're on uh, my Friendster. Um, let's see. That's about all I got. Snapchat. Uh, what, what are you thinking? You got to go billboards. Uh, we should. We should go billboards. Yard. If you would like a yard sign, contact mm. me. I'll send you a yard sign. Do it. Um, we got some smoke rating things that we're going to do with some aerial smoke rating in, in the future. So... If that's sort Things of kind of big. Yeah, no, right. Uh, but be one of those people. Check us out. <laughs> share with a friend. Leave us a review. Go to iTunes or any place you get your podcast. Leave us a review. It helps us out uh, just to know what to bring you guys. You know, I always love hearing from the people. We do this for you guys. So uh, your input is welcome. We should do a commentary of like last week's where we listen to it and then we talk about it and then we play that. Oh, like a director's yeah. sort of commentary, like yeah. the old DVDs. Yeah, it's like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we could. Right? Yeah. I hear that's coming out. Remember when I said that? That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That's hilarious. Well, because we've looped back around, because you said it's funny, because I've talked about all the things I'm supposed to talk about, I'm going to say the words I always say. Never trust a big button smile. You got nothing on that? That's got like a, what's, like a diggable planets sound to it. That end right there? Or us three? You're critiquing our theme music? No, it's good. I like to go plants. All right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good thing. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.